0: It's Jordan back with starting a startup. Wow, almost two months ago, I think it was the last time I did uh, the last podcast. Maybe it was a month, but Jesus, so much stuff has happened. And I know I say that every podcast, but holy crap has it. Um, so I'm going to get right into it. Um, since the last podcast, if it's officially been the opening of high caliber carding, we're in week two of our, or actually, I'm sorry, week one of our official operation since our ribbon cutting. But I want to rewind back a little bit here because there was a lot of things that happened along the way and i wish i could have been sharing it with you but i'm going to tell you this much if you've experienced the startup process especially one of a large scale with 70 plus employees with it as your first start um there's not a lot of extra time it's a lot of long days and a lot of long hours um and when i say long hours i mean they take a lot out of you but We started uh, shortly after the last podcast, we did our first official friends and family event, and we invited like 200 people, I don't know, 250 people to show up to it, but with that they were also going to be bringing kids, and some of them asked to bring guests, and we just kept saying yes to it. Well, I want to tell you right now, don't do that. Um, (laughs) We start with something small and test it, and test it, and get bigger and bigger, so We kinda learned this the hard way. We invited all these people in, and it's actually it's it's a really fun story, and it worked out, but I in hindsight I wouldn't have done it the same way. We invited all these people, and the morning of the our event, we actually didn't even have a certificate of occupancy yet. I mean, we were pushing everybody to make sure that we were going to be able to do this. So we got, you know, 250 plus people waiting to arrive to this event for the first time ever, and that's only four and a half hours from when we started our inspection, not knowing if we were going to get a certificate of occupancy. So uh, we got through everything and it passed, and we had everybody come, and it was just like this crazy feeling. But that was stupid. I mean, that could have been very detrimental. But what happened was, is we hosted the event from six till ten. We told everybody just come and go as you please. But what happened was, is everybody showed up at six. So here we are with this fresh group of people who have no experience doing what we've done yet other than you know some theoretical training on the POS or in the kitchen and whatnot. And we have 250, 300 people show up all at once. And holy shit did we run into problems. And I mean like basic stuff. And we would have ran into these problems with 20 people. But the feeling of it – of what all it was taking during that of, you know, 200, 250 people, we were running the problem multiple times then at that point, and it made it hard to address. So we had pages of notes of this is what we need to change. We need to reconsider this. What are we going to do with this? Like we made a lot of adjustments from that. And that's kind of how the business has been. But, you know, along with that, we identified all the things that we should have been doing. And guys, I don't know if I've, I'm, I'm quite certain I've said this multiple times in the podcast before, but I would have left more money in the bank for our startup. You know, we ran it to the bottom dollar. I mean, we ran our opening, we had to do that friends and family event that day because we weren't gonna have any cap we weren't gonna have any money if we didn't make some. So we really didn't have much of an alternative to go out there. I mean, we literally had less than a thousand dollars in our bank account the day we started that. We had all of our equipment and materials, but that's a scary place to be for somebody that has seventy employees to be able to rely on. But sometimes, you know, these are the the risks that you're gonna have to be willing to take to start a large company or be successful. You have to be prepared to have confidence in yourself. So we do the event, we bring in some revenue, we do a soft opening, we're bringing in more and more revenue. And then we get hit with this huge labor bill because we weren't being smart with scheduling our people, which made us immediately take a reaction to it. And you know it's it was all these little things. it was always we were finding things that we had to modify and adjust. And it was a lot of them. So all of our guys, we were working seven days a week, over a hundred hours a week, just going crazy because we knew that's what it needed to be successful. And you're gonna have that. you're gonna have if you if you start something, there's gonna be day there's gonna be weeks where you just work a massive amount of hours, but everything worthwhile is hard. Nothing that comes easy is worthwhile ever. So we know that we're putting in long-term effort for doing this. We see the benefits to it, and quite honestly, we found the right mentality to be able to enjoy it. And I've talked about, you know, the thinking of, you know, am I, you know, am am I having to work or am I enjoying my work? Am I having to be surrounded by these people or do I love the people I'm surrounded with? And it's all a mental choice, and everything in life is. But every step of the way has just been. We have identified these growing pains and if we a lot of it, if we would have had the capital to address and get the things that we needed to be able to get up and running to, to solve them, would have been solved quickly. But we had to come up with unique and different ways to solve this. Well, that's actually a really good thing. It sets the precedent for our business right off the bat that we have to be creative and we have to think outside of the box. We can't just go to the bank to get the money. We have to be prepared to be our own funding source, our own solution. But I will say an extra $40,000 would have removed a lot of the stress and made us the, have the ability to think more clearly. So when you start thinking about the budget, leave some money in a separate account that you're not going to touch unless it's an absolute emergency. And then get another one and do the exact same thing because you're going to touch that first one real quick. So when we were starting up, I ended up extending our bank note by another $100,000, um, tapped out all my personal savings absolutely to the T to, the um, to get to the point where we knew we were going to be able to function we had enough stuff there to be able to give a good experience now we're blessed our business is a business of sheer joy so if we fumble a little bit people don't really care that much like it's it's not as detrimental as let's say you're working on somebody's car or you're working on somebody's heart like we can fumble in our business and people still have a great time you can't you can't fuck up somebody open heart surgery right so whatever it is you're doing you know there's different levels of risk that comes with that that you have to be prepared for, but however prepared you think you need to be, you're never gonna be prepared for what it actually comes to you and just understand that, that done is sometimes better than perfect and sometimes you gotta just take the step forward and say, we have enough to go forward, let's go forward. Do be smart about it and do the research about what it's gonna to take to get there though. And we did that and we did have enough to get open and we, we are succeeding. We are um, coming up here pretty quick, it's the 25th right now, so we're almost one month into business. Um, we brought in a significant amount of revenue, we've had good success with that, Um, it seems to keep going, and now we're turning our sights towards marketing. In the meantime, all the bills are flowing in that we first started with, because we made a lot of commitments for early on stuff, you know, we were expecting our tenant allowance and our rebates and things like that to be coming in, but honestly, I said earlier today to a group of people, uh, close friends of mine, that... I'm glad it's going this way because it's making us bootstrap things so that when we do get those allowances back and those rebates back and all that stuff, we won't need it. It'll just be our security buffer. So we're going to keep going. I'm not going to shove it and and try to like do everything I can to be able to get it today type of thing. I'm going to let it take its course. And I'm going to make sure it's processing and going in the right direction, but I'm not going to lose my mind and take my attention away from all the other improvements that we're doing to be able to get this. But you know It's been nice because when we did the soft opening, the way we communicated it, we left the door open to a lot of our friends and family of, give us feedback. Let us know what we could be doing better because we knew that there was more that we could do better. And it was amazing the amount of people that were willing to just say, hey, you should consider this or what do you think about this? And that really saved us a lot. There was a lot of things that we were doing that were just stupid. They just didn't make sense. I mean, they looked good on paper, but once we actually went to practice, it was like, wait, you're right. Why are we doing this? So when you when you start off, when you're going into a new role or a new business or trying something out for the first time in your life, let people know that you're you're not you're not ready, that you know that you're not ready and you need their feedback to be able to be the best with it. But then you got to communicate that you have confidence that you're going to be the best. So that left the door open for us to be able to keep improving and we've got, have we made a ton of improvements? No, no shit. Probably 95% of what we thought, how we were going to operate got scrapped and thrown out the door. And it's good because we had to start somewhere and we spent a lot of time trying to figure out where we were going to start. And it made us be able to see the flaws of what we had. We were more prepared with, well, we know that won't work because we've ran the scenarios with that. You know, it's, there was a lot of preparation that went into it, but it's just like having a kid. You never – I don't know if you're ever going to know when you're ready or ever be ready. It's – when it comes, you just figure it out. And, like, with everything, everything is figure outable. So we started empowering our teammates to do the same thing. Give us feedback. Come up with creative solutions. And holy shit, they just dove right in. And, it's, I mean, it's a startup culture. But I think it's the same thing. If you go do something for the first time in your life and you tell people, hey, I'm new at this and I'm really excited, can you teach me? You know, I, I think of the racetrack right now when I went with my motorcycle, everybody is there to help me. Everybody wants to make sure I'm successful. And I think that because we went into it with the palms up rather than I'm freaking great at everything and I'm going to be awesome at this, people aligned with us and they connected knowing that, you know, we're just another person and that's what our business was. But no matter what it is you're doing, if you hands out to people and say, hey, you know, you're smart, what, what do you think about this? They're going to be very interested in being a part of it. And when they're a part of it, they're going to give good solutions. And those solutions benefit everybody. So we started giving a, the ability for the employees to start teaching the employees. You know, if, I, if I'm going to teach something, I'm going to retain 90% of what that information is going to be. So for me, as the president of this company, I need to know every aspect of this business. I need to be the one that takes the first step forward in working with bids with the contractors or... You know, finding materials and negotiating equipment pricing or creating leagues. You know, it's a, you has got to take that first step forward because if it fails, and more than likely your first step it will, it will, it's going to fall on you. It's going to fall on the person who takes that first step, and you don't want your employees being the ones that fail first. You want them to come in and get the glory of improving on it because, quite honestly, they're going to do it better than you because you're focusing on 90 other things. So if you take the first steps, they're going to see all the issues with it. Learn from your mistakes and improve upon your process and be better. I mean, honestly, that's how competition is often created is we we enable and empower our competition early on to learn our processes and improve on them. And if we're smart, we, it, we then we're going to get to learn from them and create a better product rather than looking at it as, great, I got comp- my competition, I got competition. You look at it as they're going to create something so spectacular that it's going to force me to make something even better, make the society and this world even better. God, you know, it's funny. I got to take kind of a step. One of these podcasts, I go through and I real quick, I write out all the things, you know, these are the high points I need to hit. And I keep a note in my phone like, oh, you know, I should really talk about this. And I remember when I was first doing these podcasts, I was always so worried about having like dead space time or letting people think this is anything but you know what's flowing from and it's it's funny that the more and more comfortable you get with something the less you feel like you have to have it exactly perfect and the more you're comfortable with letting people know that you know you're you're still figuring this out you know this podcast is i got it's probably a year old now and you know it's i feel much more comfortable god i'm still figuring it out you know i think you know a lot of people have enjoyed this podcast but you know I started this to hope that one person might take value away from this. From even just one episode, let's say. It. it would all be worthwhile if one person could take one of these episodes and say, I learned this and because of this, I can in, I can take a step forward in personal accountability or determination. It'd be worth everything. And I think it makes you more and more comfortable as you start to see those results flow in. And it's similar to business. It's similar to... Uh, you know, starting a new sports activity or joining a new team. Once you start it, that's the biggest step. The first step is the hardest step. Everything after that is just, it's a, its a a—it's a pace. You know, how fast do you want to go? You're still going to be taking steps. just how fast you want to take those steps. Um, but as I'm going through this, I'm marking all this stuff off. And, you know, I want to fast forward over to our ribbon cutting. So the ribbon cutting was a very new experience for me. And I was extremely... Um, I guess I was, uh, unsettled with it. I didn't know. I felt unprepared to be able to give a grand ribbon cutting. I didn't know what to plan for and whatnot. So I ended up working with a Lansing chamber of commerce to, you know, develop those pieces. And they gave me very similar to, you know, this is what you should expect. Cause this is what everybody else does. And that gave me a lot of good pieces, but you know, I wanted to be different and I wanted to be creative. So um, you know, we got some vendors to show up, Monster Energy. Uh, my buddy, Elliot Miller, uh, he does Monster Truck Throwdown. Um, he brought a monster truck and it looked fucking amazing. It made it so much more official. So thank you, Elliot. You're amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, AutoZone came. They gave raffles out. Huntington came out with their ice cream truck and gave out ice cream and stuff. Like We had a lot of things going on out there, and it made for good engagement. But the thing that was the most amazing was the people that I invited to speak all the people that came and spoke, they spoke with passion from the heart. And it was such a rewarding experience that, you know, cutting the ribbon was fun and everything, but that was just more of a ceremony. of the, It was the celebration of all those people coming together and us celebrating all the hard work we did. They might not be employees of High Caliber Carding, but they were people who were heavily involved and influenced us in a positive direction that were, that were invited there to be a part of that experience. We had probably, I don't know, 100, maybe 150 people show up to it, and you know we genuinely enjoyed the time we had we had fun and we invited everybody to come play and people smiled people had a good time and oh my god were we so much more prepared than we were for the friends and family event so things went way smoother and we learned a lot from it i mean i spent the entire day doing news uh whatever interviews um and giving quotes and things like that the entire time and During that whole time, my my team was operating the business with a lot of fucking people that showed up all at once. And not once did I see a measure of stress or any issue and any incidents or anything like that that led to any cause of concern. And it's just to look at what we were a month ago to what we are now. We so often underestimate what we can do in 30 days or five years, but we so often, but we rarely, you know, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a week. You know, I'm going to lose seven pounds this week. That's a fuck, That's actually pretty hard. That's a lot to do. But if you're just having to lose seven pounds over the next four weeks, you're likely to actually achieve it and sustain it. And, I mean, it's the same thing with a business. Look at what the long term is going to be and don't let it stress you out because the, the whether you're starting something new, you're taking on a new position, you're starting a new company, whatever it is you're doing, it's going to hurt at first and you're going to fumble. But you know what? If you, you did it for a reason – You did it because it's going to be fun. It's something that you love. It's something that speaks to your heart, whether that's making money or joining a team and being more sociable. You did it for a reason. And as long as that reason is strong enough to get you to sustain, you're going to be very successful. It's not that difficult to plan a ribbon cutting, honestly, but I was freaked out by it. We had to do a press release. I had no idea how to do a press release. I ended up hiring some dude to do it and then realized that that was a stupid mistake because I could have done it a thousand times better, but I I was so caught up in what it had to be and how much effort it was going to take and everything, and I was already at capacity with us, you know, trying to get all the pieces together to be up and, and operationally excellent. I thought I'm going to hire this to a professional, well, that professional doesn't know my heart. He doesn't know what matters to me and how I talk and how I need to communicate, and it was very obvious during the press release. And because of that, I don't think it got distributed the way that it could have. Because of who we are, it got distributed the way it could have because people were excited for us, but we could have done so much better, and you'll always find that. And If we look back at it and we say, okay, that went poorly, but you know what? It was the best we could do at the time. Next time, we'll be more prepared for this, and we will be. Our next location when we open, got a press release. I'll write that up. I'll be done in 20 minutes, and it won't be anything. And Every part of this business has been that since the day I bought some shitty little go-kart with a blown-up engine on it for us to start testing this stuff to... Today, when we've got thirty-five of them and you know eighty thousand square foot of entertainment area, like it—it it grows. It's it—it it comes. Just keep putting one step in front of the other. But you know, speaking of the lack of capacity, it's so hard to recognize. You've probably been in a situation before where you don't think that you're that stressed, but you have so much on your mind, guys. It's impossible to not be stressed, and honestly. Everybody around me has seen it. You know, somebody comes in and says, hey, do you got a second? And I just look up and say, no, I don't. Because it's not the second I don't have. It's the mental capacity to change gears from what I'm doing to give the attention that I need to give to the situation that it requires somebody to come to me and say, I need you for a second. I can't give them that. Couldn't, I should say. It's gotten a lot better. But that says that I was overclocked. And recognizing that in that moment is almost impossible, especially when the things that you're overclocked about are such high importance. That was one of the issues we had. We had a list of things. And I mean, when I say a list, I mean, it literally mean like three pages of an Excel document of things that we needed to do. And my wife went through and she organized it, high priority to medium to low and who is in charge of it and all that stuff. So we had very clear, this is what we need to do. But every day it seemed like it was different. So one day I'd go in and say, okay, my priority today is to reproject financials in the future. Well, nope, it wasn't. My priority that day was to order a fucking safe so we had a safe place to put our money. Didn't? It wasn't what I wanted to do, but it's what needed to be done. So with that constant changing, the, the list just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it sits there on the back of your head and says, hey, don't forget that you got to clean the bathroom. Don't forget you got to call your friend back. Don't forget that you didn't visit your parents in the last three weeks. All these different things are just sitting there at the back of your head. And that's going to wear on you. At some point, you've got to start getting ahead. And when you're at the point where you're not getting ahead, it's because you have too much on your plate and you need to start delegating and finding solutions elsewhere with other people. So as we're going through this, we started recognizing the people that can create those solutions. We're a month in and now we're starting to recognize our core team. We've let a few people go because their performance wasn't where it needs to be and it has felt very good to do that because we're constantly narrowing it down to these people are our key people. And we're getting rid of people that aren't our key people and leaving the door open for people who will be our key people when they come in. Because if we look at a poor performer, we can say, man, it's going to hurt for them to be gone because you know we were they're at least taking care of these things. But if we just change the mindset to... God, I am so glad that person's gone. Can you imagine how great of a person we can get now and what less of a stress it's going to be? That mind, sh- that mental shift right there makes it really easy to make the decision when you know you need to make that decision because otherwise you're going to be putting it off. There's people in your life that you need to not have as a part of your life. Now, not necessarily that you have to burn the bridge. You can be very nice about it. Like, hey, I'm sorry. This, this isn't working for both of us and I wanted it too and so did you. But it didn't. And clearly that's not going to be good for us going forward for either of us. So we need to move. We need to separate from here. We need to go our different paths from here. And it's hard. It hurts. I mean, you don't want to do that. Employees with relationships, with friends, like whatever it is. But when you know it, you know it. And with our employees, we're seeing it. You know, the people that really stand out and perform, they're... We're giving them the opportunities. We're doing everything we can to give them additional responsibilities and opportunities. And the people who are not performing are going to continue to make excuses why they're not performing. So we let them go their way. And, you know, with that, the magic still stays. I mean, today I just, I walk in the facility and, you know, I'm walking around the corner talking to Casey. And Casey and I spent probably two hours today just talking. We haven't had that since we opened. But we talked about everything with the business and where we're going and what matters and what we need to do to be successful. And, you know, as we're walking around the corner, Zach pokes his head around the door and we play the stupidest game of hide and seek in the middle of this facility with customers walking around as we're like doing somersaults across the floor to hide behind chairs that obviously don't hide our bodies or anything. And everybody's looking at us like, what the fuck is going on right now? But we're laughing and having fun. And as soon as we finally give up on it, we all laugh and give each other a big hug. And you know what? Try to have a shitty attitude when you see that happen. It's impossible, and it's just more of that creating joy because we're all just being dumb and goofy and we're playing. We're being kids again. You know, that was the speech at the ribbon-cutting ceremony. I I went up there, and I had three things on my mind. I tried to grow up too fast, but you never really actually have to grow up, and I want to continue to play. Everybody wants to continue to play. And Jesus, God, and I think the other one was just being thankful for all the people that were involved with it and coming to be a part of the playground that we have. And I sat there and explained to people, you know, I grew up where everybody said, you're you're trying to grow up too fast. Just enjoy being a kid. You know, you're only going to have that for a certain time of your life. And I didn't listen to it. And when I got older, I started realizing like, yeah, man, I, you know, I wish I would have played more and I, I, Don't get me wrong, it's not that strong of a wish because I had a fucking awesome childhood. I had so much fun. I had the world at my fingertips because my parents gave me the responsibility to take care of myself. And because of that, I went out and made a shitload of mistakes, but my parents always supported me when I made those mistakes and taught me how to do better. And that was all that mattered for me was I was able to make my choices. And because of that, I'm who I am today. But you know what? When I turned 18 years old, everybody said, well, that's it being a kid. You're an adult now. No more having fun. Go be responsible. And nobody wants that. Everybody complains of like the, okay, you know, I went through school and I learned geometry, but, you know, I would have loved to learn finance so I knew how to control things. Well, You you know what? Like, we're not done being kids ever unless we choose to be done being kids. And that's what that facility was made for. It was made for us adults to be able to go and be fucking kids again and play. You know, I said my daughter, she's seven years old, and when she's at a playground, some girl will come up that's the same height of her, and it's like, We're the same height. Let's be best friends and play. Yet when we become adults, we have no ability to do that anymore. When some stranger comes up to us, we immediately put up our guard. What's their position? What do they want to do? You know what? They probably want to fucking play, too. They actually want to make a connection. And maybe they're not thinking, I'm coming here to make this connection, but if you were willing and warm to make that connection and be just a genuine, fun person, it's going to be like being a kid again. So we built this facility... To allow people to be kids, to allow people to play. Now we, you know, we want adults at our facility. We want to be that adult Disney and that entertainment destination for adults. But we don't need to be exclusive to it because, fuck, I I like playing with kids stuff. Like when my daughter wants to go get Nerf guns out. I mean, tell if if you're one motherfucker on this podcast and you don't enjoy having a Nerf war, you're going you're listening to the wrong damn person right now. Everybody loves that shit. Everybody loves remote-controlled cars. And that's shit that's built for kids, but adults can enjoy it, too. Well, it's the same way around. Stuff that adults enjoy, kids can enjoy, too, as long as it's not exclusive adult. Like, fucking strip clubs or, I don't know, like, uh, rifle ranges or whatever. You know, you're not going to stick a four-year-old out there with an AK-47 or whatever and say, go to town on it, right? There's going to be a a series of events that happens. I'm probably going to get a massive amount of kickback for saying that, but you get what I'm saying. But we wanted to create a place for us to be able to invite people in and just be like, hey, let's have fun. Come play. This is going to be awesome. Let's create joy. Let's smile and be happy because this world is so fucking miserable all the time. Everybody wants to focus on what's bad and what's going wrong. Like, we got our, our grand opening, Raven Cutting, was featured on the news. And we all sat there watching the news, waiting for it to happen. We watched for like 20 minutes, and we're all like, nothing positive has been said i mean and we're watching this at the bar with you know 30 different people waiting for our segment to come on the day of the ribbon cutting and it's like just sadness sadness awful everything's terrible look at how awful this is hey look at go-kart track people's having fun it's great and then it ended on a bakery closing and then they went to commercial and we're like what the fuck everything in the, we were literally the only thing on a 30-minute news po- newscast that was positive. And that's a great example of the world, and we need more of that positivity. And you can have it by, you know, making connections with people. When you go and join a volleyball team or something, be their friend there. Show up there and support them, and be interested in what they have to offer. Be interested in people. You know, my daughter and I, and we we've played this game called uh, Would You Rather. And I, I honestly, I think Jalissa got like a book for her that started this, and we we all all three of us do it while we're driving down the road, and I love it. And Leah asked something to me the other day. She said, "Would you rather not have ha, not be able to speak or not be able to listen?" And it was a quick response from me. I said, "Not be able to speak." And she goes, "What? You wouldn't want to talk?" And I said, "Well, the thing is, is if I have to choose between talking to every or ta- telling everybody about stuff, or being able to make connections with them and listen to them." Because listening to them will build that relationship. I would rather never have something to say for the rest of my life because every time I listen to somebody, I genuinely listen to them. I enjoy the conversation. When I get out of my element of what's important to me and I ask them what's important to them, the connection is so much better. It's just putting my fucking ego away and just being willing to listen and be interested in another human being. And you know, I talked about this before about the podcast, give a shit. And if you haven't listened to it, go back to it. But. Just care about people because if you care about them, they're going to care about you. And there's no – you don't have intention of, man, I want them to care about me. No, you just fucking care about them. Make them a part of your community and you're going to see things are going to grow. They're going to help you. I mean our teammates, our employees, our our customers, everybody is so supportive. I walked into the facility today and as I'm going around, I'm walking around with uh, the Lansing State Journal doing an, an interview And I walked to our cart staging area, and there's this gorgeous bench sitting there. Just beautiful bench. And in it, it's all wood top. It's got this black steel frame, and it's like butcher block top style. And it's got our magnets from our high caliber cart or from our uh, uh, bottoms up dispensers, from our beer dispensers. And I remember. Two of our, I mean, two, our two best customers, Mark and Hazen, they just, they're just fucking amazing people. And they come in all the time. Well, they wanted somewhere to sit. So they actually, they had asked me about getting the magnets for, uh, to be able to put into this bench. And they recessed all these magnets throughout it. So it's got all of our different logos and our panda and a go kart and all this shit. And it's just polyacrylic over the top, like layer after layer. And it is no shit, one of the most beautiful pieces of workmanship I think I've ever seen. And I mean, I may be a little biased to that because of what it means to me, but. Holy shit, our customer made that for us. Our two our customers, they took it to a trade uh, a trade school and said we need to do this and they built it and they just showed up and put it there. I don't give a fuck if I if I lose everything I own. That right there just says that we're doing the right thing because my god, that means the world to me. That was no amount of profit could mean more to me than our customers connecting with us like that and working together with us not I didn't ask them to do it they just did it because they love what we're doing and we love what they do so I mean you know it's it seems like my podcast always go back to the connections but that's the thing is it the magic never ends when you make connections and the thing is is we're never going to let it end it's never going to stop because it's what fuels us and if you can just remember that done is better than perfect but the pursuit of perfection is something that happens for the rest of your life. You are constantly pursuing that. It's only going to be influenced by your priorities, your capacity, and your determination. But if you're pursuing the perfection of the art of what you're going after, or of what you're doing, whether it's being on a softball league, or starting a new job, or starting a business, or repairing family relationships, you're going to get there. Just one foot in front of the other. Remember that you're still taking steps you just determine what the pace of those steps are. Guys, hopefully you get something out of this. Please like, share, you know, give give this podcast to somebody. If you felt like you got value in this or you know somebody that will get value in this, please share it. Give it give them some feedback to me, whatever we can do for better because the whole purpose of this is to get one motherfucker to listen to it and say, "I can have a better life because of this." And I hope I was able to give that to you, and I'm confident that At some point throughout all these podcasts, I've been able to for several people. Share it. Have a great day, guys. I love you all. Thanks for listening. See ya.